Hi folks and thanks for listening to this Tortoise Shack podcast. This conversation I had myself a couple of weeks ago with the wonderful author uh, Nuruddin Chowdhury on his new book Inshallah United and I'm putting it out today, it is World Book Day. Uh, But before we get to that, can you please, please click the link that says patreon.com forward slash tortoise shack and join us for the price of a fancy cup of coffee. Try it for the month of March and see if you think it's value for money. There's tons of additional content up there already, uh, including access to our entire back catalogue, all plea free, so you don't have to listen to me beg. There's tons of extra content up there, uh, all in one feed, plus the exclusives that we do for members only. So I am begging you, click the link, join us for a month, and help us keep this show on the road. Thanks for listening and enjoy the podcast. Hello and welcome to the Echo Chamber Podcast. My name is Tony Groves and I'm back flying solo. Uh, we will be, at the time you hear this, many of you will have actually heard it after the Ireland for All March takes place. But if you're hearing it now and, you, and, and you're still before Saturday the 18th at one and a, at one thirty pm I'd like to see you all in Dublin City Centre around Parnell, around Parnell Square. So we're going to march down to Custom House Quay to push back against some of the ugly scenes that we've seen on the streets of Ireland, not just Dublin, across communities and across the across our, our little island that have been, let's face it, frankly, some of it has been quite racist. A lot of it has been intimidatory and it's not the Ireland for all that we want to build. So if you are here this in time, I'd like to see lots of you there. If you see me there, say hello uh, and tell me why I probably get under your skin by asking you to join us on Patreon too often. Anyway, enough of the plug out of the way now. This is one of those podcasts I wanted to do for me. Okay, so I, I every now and then I get guests in who I follow and I look at and I and I admire. And uh, this is someone who I have followed for many a year and, and, and read and watched some of the creative stuff that this person has done. But now they have a book coming out shortly. So I have a great excuse to get an uh, author and I, I'd say... I can't, I'd say I'd say outspoken commentator Nuruddin Chowdhury, um, or Nas as he goes here. Uh, it's great to see you, and thanks for coming on. No, it's a pleasure to be on. Um, I've I've, I've really admired your stuff, your stuff as well. Um, I've uh, I always enjoy listening to your, to your podcast, and and uh, it's a bit intimidating listening to a few episodes before this, just because the guests that you've got on are so. Um, they like scholars and sort of experts in the field, and here's here's me a sort of gobby little shit. <laughs> it got, I would I would actually argue that you're, you're uh, clearly observationally you're really really clued in, and that's something that is is always very apparent. But we we look we'll we'll yeah we'll get into that in a minute. But first of all, uh, your obsession is Manchester United, okay? Yeah. So so the book. Is coming soon. Give us the breakdown on, on on the book, and we might we'll we'll plug it after it comes out as well. But let's let's talk about the book first, because like, most people are gone at, in the last five minutes of the pod. So let's get the plug in at yeah. the start. No, that's great. Um, yeah, it's called Inshallah United, um, and it's essentially about me growing up, uh, discovering United uh, in the late eighties and then the nineties, um, and. It's got it's got the thread of football running through it, so obviously it's littered with uh, events that happen in football, and it coincides with Manchester United being massively successful in in in, in those years. But um, but as much as as much as it sort of covers football, it's also about identity and 
And um, the identity of a, of a young, uh, how do we, how, how, Muslim boy growing up in maybe Salford and Manchester, yeah, yeah, and uh, not North Manchester mainly, and 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 it's that it's that it's that sense of um, who are you and and how do you belong into in the in the community because uh, even football, uh, most most football fans uh, inherit their club from their parents, mm. uh, but um, when you're a second generation. Uh, immigrant from Pakistan, where your parents, both parents were born in Pakistan, and, and they had no interest in football. Um, you kind of have to find your own way, and it's it's also other things. It's um, music, it's uh, politics, it's all those things that uh, that define you. That you've got to kind of find yourself, and you, and you and you do kind of start again if you if you're if you're part of any kind of um, immigrant community. Um, you have to. Find out who you are. Find out who your people are, mm. uh, and and sort of uh, start from scratch, really. And 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 that's that's the kind of stuff that I kind of explore in the book, obviously with my own experiences. And um, and yeah, it's uh, it's it, it's it's one of those things that I had to be convinced to write it, just because uh, the publisher sort of came to me a couple of times and kind of said, like, we'd like you to write this book. But my feeling was like nothing's happened. What can I write about? It's not as if I've not as if I uh jumped into the Irwell, River Irwell and saved somebody's life or something. Like there was no points like that that were massively dramatic. But I suppose it's more about um it's more about the individual and it's more about the point of view than anything. Well, see, see, this is the 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 thing now you've just said. Nothing happened, right? I, I don't know if, if you went to go watch uh, Banshees of Inisherin, and it's nominated for all the Academy Awards, and nothing happens. Right? Yeah, good point. <laughs> can I just, can I just point out? I've, I've still got I've got all my fingers, so yeah, so that's yeah. not an issue. But this is my point. Like you know, like I often say to people, one of my favorite films, The Big Lebowski, and nothing happens. It's it's a yeah. film. About, it's a film about a rug. Okay. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. But you're but you actually have touched on what happened. You've said about finding your people, finding your 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 space and your and your, your position in the world. When you went back and looked at it, was that where you kind of realised that that journey you'd been on? Yeah, because it's it's not necessarily something that I set out to do. It was it was more just uh, my initial thoughts were that I'll try and make it fun and I'll try and make it funner, mm. um, but also kind of recount this period in time from my point of view. But um, as it went along, uh, I realised that it was so much of it is about about finding out who your who your people are, and it's and it's also about where you were born because because my parents decided to settle in Manchester. They came from mm. Pakistan, decided to settle in Manchester. They could easily have settled in Tower, Ham- Tower Hamlets. They could have se- settled in Bradford. They mm. they could have settled in in another country. Uh, they could have settled in Glasgow or Dublin or anywhere. And wherever they would have settled that would have had a major major implications on my personality and what my my whole sort of belief system and my politics and everything because because like say for instance you if mm. if if you weren't born where you were and you didn't have the experiences that you did growing up you could easily have had a whole different array of sort of values and, and uh, abs- absolutely i mean I, there's i i was born in ballymun a uh, working class community which was involved in some of those unfortunate incidents I referenced at the beginning of the conversation and that shaped me and uh, because it was a place where where I, where I come from like, and, and whereas I know people who when I went to university hadn't seen any kind of uh, deprivation they had bloody car keys in their hands and I went whose car keys are they and they went mine I went what 
you have a car you're uh, you know that sort of so it's, yeah absolutely and it shapes our politics it shapes our worldviews and it shapes maybe our activism down there sometimes but you don't even realize it till afterwards no um, completely completely and 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 um uh, when you were talking about the uh the protests that you, the counter protests that you'll be part of hmm. um it's it's one of those things where it's very easy to label people idiots it's very easy to sort of um just um characterize certain people as just being heartless monsters but then mm. you kind of think if we were born in their situations if we had their sort of uh, upbringing and their their influences and their parents um why wouldn't we believe that way like i i, I look at all the demonization of of muslims in in uh, in in um media uh mm. both both social media and uh and traditional media if you want to call it that and i kind of think if if i'd never met a muslim yeah. um and i didn't grow up in an area where there were muslims i'd probably be massively suspicious of of, of what they're about and what the game is so it's i think that's the important thing i think i i am in no way one of these woolly centrist that sort of like says there's good people on both sides and and uh oh as soon as you um as soon as you uh, throw any abuse at somebody who you disagree with you've lost the argument like absolutely not like throw as much abuse as you can to a fucking answer mm. uh and happily smash them in the face uh but um by the same token on a greater level um the only way we're going to instill change is if we understand where people are coming from and what led them to think the way they do and so much of that are the institutions that are already in place in terms of the in this country we 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 briefly touched before we started recording we touched on what was happening in liverpool um or rather nosley that's that's near liverpool and mm. it's that thing of like if if people are being fed all sorts of bullshit on social media and in traditional media and even the fucking government are they to blame, or is it, are all these massively powerful institutions to blame? I would structurally the state. I know I can speak for the Irish state. Structurally, the Irish state is, is racist. That's 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 fact. Like I mean, we've seen my late colleague uh, Dr. Vicky Conway did great work into our on Garda Shikana, the the police force, and they they showed how structurally policing can be racist, and it and has you know, and we we've seen that, and then you see. You know, in on in in recent weeks, as I said, these protests are happening. Our ministers are coming out and they're saying, you know, this is not great. We don't want to see this. We don't want to do that. And then within twenty four hours, they're coming out and saying, and we need to firm up and be harder on on our uh, asylum process. And you're going, well, all you've done is literally placated, taking their talking points, and maybe stopped using the swear words that they're using, but uh, but going to the going to the to those tropes. And this is where, the, and I see it in Liverpool. But you're right, because one of the things that's been bothering me, and I think there's a level of classism in it as well, where people see these people protesting and go, of course, they're, 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 they're lower class. But if you scratch at it and you just scratch at it, sometimes that fear and that hate, I hate to say, and not, again, I get a bit of shit for this, 
below it may be a bit of love. It could be love of community, a love of a brother or sister or a sibling, someone who needs access to medical care, someone who needs, are they going to get a school place? Why can't I get a medical card? You know, why can't I see a doctor when I want to? And it's easier then when you have the misinformation, disinformation, and the state, the state telling you the problem is small boats, okay? The problem is small boats on the channel. Well, then you might think that actually, actually, I, I just seen your man Nerdine there and, and he doesn't look like us. You know, yeah, well, 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 that's that's completely it, and, it, and it's this idea of um, one thing I absolutely hate with a passion is when there'll be apologists of either politicians or commentators or or journalists where they'll say they don't really mean it. So there'll be um, there'll be people who say, "Well, Richie Sunak isn't ideologically racist, or he isn't ideologically sort of like uh, right wing, massively mm. right winged Or you'll you'll say people say things like, "Well, the thing with Piers Morgan is he's playing a game. He's he, he's he's being a disruptor. He's 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 causing debate. He he doesn't really mean these things." If you were to meet him, the amount the, like genuinely the amount of people who've, who've said to me that they've met. Piers Morgan, and he's actually lovely and charming mm. and couldn't be nicer. And my feeling is they, in in a way, they are more dangerous. Absolutely. And and, and more poisonous than the ideologues or the um, zealots who, who passionately believe in things. Because at the very least, those people do actually believe in what they're doing. And whether it's horrible or inhumane or whatever, that that is their sort of a driving force. Whereas... If you've got um, amoral, empty vessels that are essentially just happy to go along with whatever they can use to get out of a situation or to, or to get power or to get attention, that is far, far more dangerous, I feel. And and and, and this, um, this idea that politicians don't have uh, a strong sense of right or wrong in either way, in either direction... That's massively dangerous. I, I look at people defending um, Keir Starmer or sort of like his his most uh, passionate defenders online, and they seem to make a virtue of him not having strong beliefs because yeah. th th their attitude is, well, what he's essentially doing is anything he can do to get into power, mm. uh, and that is okay because the Tories are bad, and if this man who is... Who is nominally not a Tory, uh, and 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 I and I say that with with one eyebrow raised. Um, he he's 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 essentially playing the game, and therefore allow him to play the game. And if you don't allow him to play the game, and you and you complain about him now when he's trying to get in power, then you are essentially a Tory or or helping the Tories. And that could not be the further from the truth because what are you without what you without your beliefs what are you without your morals because if you, if if you if you've not got any of those things you are nothing and if you are nothing you are dangerous because that means you can be anything Yes. Uh, uh, you know what? You've just put it really well because it's, it's the argument that we keep hearing all the time about this so-called centre. The centre must hold. We have the misfortune of WB Yeats being the man who wrote that line, um, the centre cannot hold. And we it's, it's repeated ad nauseum by every single commentator who wants us to believe that what they don't actually mean is the status quo is OK. And unfortunately, when you say that, what you're actually saying is I'm all right, Jack. And, you know, like Ireland in, from an Irish perspective has the fastest growing economy yet again in, in, in the EU. And yet inequality grew in the same year. So. Well, I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean, that's the thing. And, 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 and this, this idea, like even this week, Starm has come out with uh, the comment of the, 
or the empty slogan of like we are not the party of protest. Can I ask you, yeah, specifically about that? Yeah. I mean, can I ask you? As 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 a young um, Muslim growing up, you must have known that nothing gets achieved by protest. <laughs> that's the, that's the thing. That, like I find that insane because because essentially it's it's it goes back to what you were just saying about I'm all right, Jack. It's this sense of of let's maintain the status quo or or let's let's maintain the status quo as much as possible, um, and. And everything's okay because I'm comfortable and the people I know are comfortable and the sort of very narrow, uh, greater community that I'm aware of are comfortable. Fuck that. Like people, if you've got a country that is meant to be developed in quotation marks and one of the richest countries in the world, how can you have a situation where, where food banks are, are burned into the whole system? In, in 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 that it's food banks are now factored in mm. to economic policy, and it's just accepted that they exist. So if now food banks were to disappear tomorrow, this this country would 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 fall into disrepair well, and fall, there'd be riots it, in the street. It would fall into anarchy. Yeah, I mean, it, like genuinely, and then again. Go back to so we can. I, I'm gonna. I'm gonna say the what you're not allowed to say anymore. The the whole issue around Jeremy Corbyn, and and the man of values, and then you know, yet he obviously he's made he made plenty of mistakes. Like there's no there's no question, be plenty of mistakes. But the whole idea now how it's still playing out so much long, so much to the point where you know. Um, the infighting, and I speak to John Harrison, the Guardian, and John would be very much <clears throat> of the mindset that you know. Um, that that actually Starmer is afraid of maybe having the honest conversation around the, the 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 mess that Brexit has been the absolute mess and he just doesn't want to alienate that vote that you're talking about yet uh, and you know maybe when people are ready to hear that but I always think the politicians are years behind the the public and I and I and when it comes to things like even the the legacy of Corbyn what you're saying is at least he stood for something. He had it. He stood out there and he said, "Actually, on this on this side of the spectrum, I'm going to stand for these values and these things." Whether you agree with some of his um, some of his foibles and some of the way he handled, you know, his 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 communication skills, that's a different that's a different thing. I because when the Overton window is over on the right, you need someone who's going to plant the flag in the other way and say, "Actually, can we drag that thing back a degree or two, another few degrees?" Uh, and how do you feel like reading all that, where we're they're still fighting about the legacy of Jeremy Corbyn and how we can be more Blairite? Well, th- well, this is the thing, and again, like like going back to going back to Keir Starmer. Um, let's let's imagine that you believe that uh, Corbyn is is evil. And you believe that everything Corbyn stood for was wrong, uh, and you are a uh, a new Labour um, Keir Starmer stan. Okay, let's let, let's imagine that that's the case. How can how can you uh, reconcile that with the fact that Starmer was so supportive of of uh, Corbyn for for all those years? How how can you square that circle? So. If if Corbyn was a monster, if Corbyn was a, a terrible human being, 
are you not concerned that Keir Starmer was able to shapeshift and support him so so publicly and so fundamentally and and uh, repeatedly sort of sang his praises? Does does not does, does that not set off alarm bells in your head if if you think that Corbyn was the was the problem? That's mm. that, that 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 that's that's the fundamental issue. And again, it comes back to this thing of what is politics. Is politics something every every four or five years four or five years when there's an election? Is that what it is? So you play these games. Politicians play these games, and we allow them to play these games. And if there's a, if there's a housing crisis in Ireland, um, it's okay for them to to make a little bit of a comment about about immigrants coming in, refugees coming in, just to spark that hatred, spark that sort of uh, outrage amongst people who can't afford the homes or haven't got homes to sort of move into. Is is that okay because they're they're essentially playing the game to win an election in four or five years? Or is politics a constant thing? Should you have an opposition who acts as an opposition for those four or five years and fights for what's important and fight, fights for what's important now, not in not in, in not in a few years' time, fights for what's important now, fights in what fights in terms of the rights people are losing in terms of their human rights, the the, the the atrocious situation you've got with, with the energy sort of um, uh, bills, where 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 essentially um, Labour's attitude to that is, oh, we'll put a freeze on things, we'll we'll, we'll just we'll just stop things for a moment, um, mm. we'll keep the we'll keep um, bills at the level that they are now. When 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 the when the prices that the when the cost of fuel is going down for these for these massive conglomerates. And people now cannot afford it. They just can't afford it. This is just, this is not sustainable for for the incomes that people have got in terms of how much they're shelling out. I mean, shelling being the fucking oh yeah, well, and and, and and then bringing and then making massive profits. You said something that struck me, and I maybe bring you back to the book if if you yeah. don't mind, because you said about the the rights of people that 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 they're actually being taken away. I can only imagine growing up, you were othered. In certain places, you were less than, and you had to, you know, f- as you said, find your people. And now you must feel, you know, okay, we made this progress. Uh, cool, Britannia. We're uh, Man United are the best football team in the world. Um, we're 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 finding our place. Look at the music we're producing. I feel part of this. And now it's come back again. And if you, do you do you feel that unease about history repeating in 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 the last few years since probably the Brexit referendum? If I'm honest. Yeah, um, I mean it's it's so depressing because because when I was growing up, and I think it'll be it, this will be the case for a lot of people, there was just an assumption, and and obviously a very misplaced assumption that with time things get better. Mm. So even harking back to the the rivers of blood, Enoch Powell, um, the civil rights movement in America, there was a sense that if you look back ten years, or if you look back twenty years life was worse and in a lot of ways it's obviously was but there was always a sense that as you move move forward through the years each year things get a little bit better people get a little bit more tolerant uh the old dinosaurs die out with their with their archaic views and uh it, things get better for immigrants things get better for people of different of, of different sort of skin colors different creeds races religions uh sexual orientations, um, everything. So mm. so over time, things will get better and better. And then 
Definitely in the nineties, that would that would that was a that was a big deal, and there was there was always there was always a fight against it with things like PC gone mad, yeah, which, yeah, yeah. which is which is now sort of like PC PC gone mad has turned into uh, uh, using this word woke that has lost all fucking meaning. Uh, but <laughs> no, no, you can't say anything nowadays. What is it you can't say? Uh, you can't say you can't say English or you get thrown in jail. Did you not know that? Yeah. What I mean, the, did you see the uh, what was the 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 exploding heads thing? We said you can't you, you can't say Christmas anymore. I wish someone happy Christmas. Pushed him in the canal and I got arrested. <laughs> <laughs> but, the, I, but, but, but but that's that's the thing. So so you always felt as if life was getting better, but then it's not. It's it, it, it's what we've realised now is you can't take any kind of progress for granted because things are getting worse now things is, I, I'm, like, gonna, I, I'm gonna correct you on that yeah go on. um there's the same we've used often and it's uh no progression without regression and i do a tongue-in-cheek but when i when people say uh things don't progress they can get progressively worse and they oh, yeah, yeah. and they have been because your generation uh and my generation kind of slipped the net in a way that the ones coming behind us that didn't that are saying actually I, I have less at, at the age of 25 than my parents did I have less yeah. educate I have I have I have less opportunity to get a home less opportunity of of social mobility you know um educational attainment all of those metrics are going backwards and now we see coming out of the United States which is supposed to be you know the beacon for hope life expectancy going down yeah so so to your point things are getting worse and and that's progressively worse. Um, but the, but but, the, but the, the, the thing that worries me is, and again, it's that age thing of like I've always had a massive, a, a massive faith in youth. I've always had the sense that uh, that young people are have always got the best opinions because they they haven't uh, none of their values have been eroded by by sort of getting older and getting more selfish. Uh, and therefore, they are the answer. They are always the answer. What concerns me is when uh, young people start to develop some of the negative traits that older people uh, are, are more sort of uh, known for. So that's that's what kind of depressed me with what happened in Nosler, in that a lot of the discourse on social media that was in support of the of what happened um and even some of the faces in the crowd you could see there were young people and yeah. that's massively depressing because you kind of think you are angry and, it'll, and, it'll, and and in a lot of ways you've got reasons to be angry in your lives but you are being pushed towards a very dangerous area and and a very misplaced um avenue to express the anger and who you're expressing the anger, anger to so that's that's what i find most depressing i, I, I can kind of i can kind of understand how older people do get more um, paranoid and angry and miserable and and just feel as if everyone else has got what they've not got. Whereas young people who have got who have clearly got less than their parents did and their grandparents did, and and there's very there's very important reasons and um, institutions that they should fight against because of, for that, mm. but they're. That's- I, I I I hate the way that they're being brainwashed or they're but it's being very, so so is it on is the onus on to say, well, actually the social contract has been torn up. How do we um how do we write a new one? Yeah, and it, and it's also that thing of like that's why that's why counter protest and that's why um uh coming out in droves and showing everyone that this isn't this isn't how people think, this mm. isn't how a, a lot of the 
the majority of people feel. That's why it's so, so important because it shows people actually uh, – it's not straightforward. So can I, you can, can I can I can I point out and at something that um we we're we're going to be I'll be t- why didn't you ask him about it? So I have to. We yeah. ha- we also then have to go back to your love of football, and it's possibly the greatest cesspit of uh of of money that's flowing around the globe in terms of uh, particularly the English Premier League. Let's tell let's yeah. be honest and and you know. My autocrat is better than your autocrat. Yeah. <laughs> My autocrat allows women to drive. No, well, <laughs> and, and and we're sitting here and we're talking about it, and we'll watch the you watch the the, the match last night. Um, you know, uh, Qatar versus uh, <laughs> versus whoever's coming into Manchester. Yeah. You know, because they're open for soft bids, I believe, at the moment, isn't it? The- yeah, I think I think uh, the day of recording today on Friday, there's yeah. it's meant to be like the soft deadline for yeah. for, for, for bids. And and like I mean, you know, I remember going to the to the uh, Barcelona matches years ago. Fortunately, as I as I said before, we came on air of a friend who who lives in Barcelona that have gone to matches. And they, do you remember when they were so so good that they didn't even have a sponsor on their shirt? They were yeah. like, you know, and then they went. Actually, you know what? We're actually bigger than this. We're going to put UNICEF on the shirts and we'll pay them. This is how cool we are, and how quickly they've gone to now. Well, actually, we're we're now bundling our TV rights for fifty years. We're now, you know, we've we've lost Messi because we we couldn't uh, control our budgets. And you see it going this direction, and then you know Manchester City, um, Newcastle United. We have to look what happened in Chelsea. How do we? How do you square that, and then actually still say, "Well, actually, I'm going to the theatre of dreams." I mean, it's so it's so hard because um, it does look as if uh, um, Manchester United are going to have Qatari owners, and and obviously I've got all sorts of uh, concerns about that for all sorts of reasons that. I think I think what what depresses me the most, and again, it goes back to what we were talking about before, is how easy it is to buy a person's soul or to conv- convince people to become cheerleaders for a particular regime. Because that sh- that it's it's so that is so unnecessary. You don't need to be that kind of fan. You don't if if uh, if you're a lad from Newcastle and and your new owners are essentially this the the kingdom of Saudi Arabia. You do not suddenly need to become a cheerleader for their regime. You don't. You don't suddenly need to sort of say, "Well, actually, women can drive," and and uh, there's this going on, and and it's this. It's unproven, like in in terms of torture and like murders uh, uh, that the state are committing. It's unproven, and and actually, um, what you'll find is this 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 charity and this charity fund in Saudi Arabia um, donated Super. this amount. To, and they're after to getting on, and they're after getting under the UN's uh, Council for the Rights of Women. Like I mean, I know. You know, like it's 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 a, but 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 you don't need to be that cheerleader, and and no. and the fact that the fact it's so easy. It, it makes it so it makes it so convenient, and it ma- and it makes it makes the idea of sports washing so appealing to these these large these larger state owned uh, consortiums because it works, and 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 that's and and like th- there is no there is no easy answer because well well easy well uh, it's not easy but the the simple answer would be uh, for me to stick by my morals and stick by my ethical code and say okay well if if um, if Qatar is taking over my 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 club, um, and and I'm fundamentally opposed to a lot of things that are going in going on in Qatar, I'll walk away. Mm-hmm. Um, but I but I and and that would be that would be the purest thing to do. But I'm I'm not. No, 
No, I, I, I don't think that's realistic because this is this is intrinsic. This is our this is our. Uh, I'm going to use an awful phrase. This is our church in many ways. You know, uh, this is yeah, this and, is, and, and, and and it's so embedded in the community, and it, and, it, and it's so and, and and again, it goes back to that thing of like I fundamentally I fundamentally believe that. Uh, that football clubs or any sporting entity that is uh, embedded in a community belongs to that community, belongs to those fans. And 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 don't get me wrong, like me saying that I will I will still support United. Th- there is, there is a level um, of me uh, bending my moral compass a little bit because I'm allowing myself to do that, and I'm I'm being a bit of a hypocrite um, around that. But what I'd say. Is if you if if like me you find it you find it uh, impossible to turn your back on something that's so important in your life, like be be that nuisance, be that person who is suddenly a really powerful stakeholder in the in in the situation and and a big voice suddenly a big voice like before if somebody from Newcastle said something against the Saudi regime or 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 highlighted something about an an Amnesty International report. Who would who would give a shit? Like, yeah. wh- who gives a shit about about some guy from or some or some woman from um, or person from uh, Newcastle uh, um, making that known or or protesting that? But suddenly, if your if your football club is owned by Saudis and they are desperate to be it, for it to be a vessel for sports washing, your voice becomes so important and mm. your voice gets a lot of attention. And that's what I'd say about about. Manchester City fans or Manchester United fans of like suddenly your voice becomes far more amplified and important than it used to be because you are railing against and, that idea. And can I also point out though, it, it, I don't think it's I don't think it's what about to say some of these um, other vehicles are, are are up to no good as well. You know whether it be you know like a a, a fund of of bundled money that the Glazers use to extract wealth from. You know and the you know some of the things that we know about some of the major corporations. These aren't benign companies either. I mean, like we know. Well, that, well, that's the thing. Like, like that's what makes me laugh about any anyone who uh, has a go back. If you criticize anything about. Um, Qatar owners or Saudi owners. I mean, first of all, the, the fundamental difference is that if the state are involved, it's open season on criticizing that that yeah. that, that owner because the the state have got involved in the conversation and therefore they are part of the conversation, good or bad. But 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 secondly, that this idea of um of uh football uh, football clubs being owned by 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 these entities, and if you criticize them, people come to you and say, "Well, what about what's happening in?" Because because obviously people know that. Despite my background, despite the fact that I'm Muslim or or brown skinned or, or or of Pakistani origin, they a lot of people will see me as some somebody from England or somebody from the United Kingdom because they're from from wherever, and I I appreciate that. But they they'll come back and they'll say, well, what about what's happening in your country? What's what about happen? What about what's happening in uh, with food banks and mm-hmm. and uh, women's rights and everything? What about all these uh, atrocities that? That have, Cult, that have happened culture the, wars that are playing out. The, the fact that we, yeah, all of this nonsense where they're saying, well, let's talk about you know um, gender recognition as opposed to tackling poverty. Exactly, and 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 then people will also say, well, shouldn't shouldn't Britain apologise for 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 centuries of the great game and imperialism and yes, and how they, they should, how, yes, yeah, exactly. My, my response to that is yes, hundred. <laughs> I could not agree more with you. These yeah. are horrible things. But 
what about it shouldn't be stop talking about everything? It'd be like, it should be, let's talk about everything. If, if you want to say, oh, well, you can criticise Qatar all you like, but what about the way that uh, the Glazers are funding um, Manchester, oh, oh, sorry, funding themselves yeah. and, and putting Manchester United in debt? And what about the the mechanics of that? And where's the money that they're, the the, the the sort of the, the financial firms that they're involved with. What about their ethical sort of like stand stance? What they, about what, they, what they're where, funding? Where are they paying taxes? Where's the yeah. money? Go? Yeah, all, well, all, but all the valid thing, questions. But the, but but the, yeah. First of all, all valid questions, and secondly, fucking yeah. Let's talk about let's talk about capitalism. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like like let, let's talk about how how all of that is wrong. But the the it shouldn't be a case of stopping the conversation. It should be widening the conversation. Mm, absolutely and and I, I just think but, but again because sport is tribal it brings out it brings out those passions uh, you know that, uh, and that's what so it, it is so much easier to go well we'd write like the simple talks so I, I suppose one of the easy ones that stuck out stood out to me was if I don't know if you noticed during the reporting of the Qatari World Cup Miguel Delaney was writing a lot about you know some of the hypocrisies on he was there he traveled he said you know i remember he went for a run at one stage and he he spoke about how they said this was going to be a a, a carbon neutral um world cup and yet they had air conditioned to park for running and he put <laughs> and you know but someone came to him and said you know uh fuck you what about uh the the tory government yada 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 and miguel had the greatest comeback as always you know look me i'm irish <laughs> you know like, <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> but but that was but I got the, but again it comes back to this what aboutry and sport opens us up to it because it makes us feel things you know it's it's yeah. what, when people say to you like and again this is this is going to have a direct go at you um you you grew up and you got to see a young Cristiano Ronaldo coming into his own but he never made me feel things the way Messi did. That's why there's that's that's why there's no there's no competition for me. You know, that's why it was always Messi for me. Messi made me look at him and go, oh, I remember I remember sitting in the in the Camp Nou when Liverpool beat them, if you remember John Arnarisa and Craig Bellamy, uh um and I was a Liverpool supporter amongst Barcelona fans. And every time Messi got the ball, I I was like, just kick him, just kick him. <laughs> And my my good friends grabbed me by the arm, going, "Tony, you're going to get us killed. Please stop." But Messi always, I, I you know, and but I I often think when I see the both of those players, by the way, have spoiled their legacies in in relation to to the money. But nonetheless, they made us feel things for for the for every time we went out and watched them play. Yeah, that's that's the thing. And again, like people people uh, talk about Messi versus Maradona, and and and, and essentially like. I mean, first of all, the argument's redundant because they're different eras, different situations, completely different people in every way. And different, it's almost like the different sports. Football's changed so much, it's different sports, but uh it comes down to how they make you and made you feel. And for me, uh Messi might win the argument technically and uh statistically, but Maradona was Maradona. There is there is a there is a, as with so many sportsmen, sports people, or musicians, or whoever, the ones that um, the ones that break through and really hit you in the heart are, are, are other other romantic stories, and and so and so much about those romantic stories is when things don't go right or they don't quite achieve what they should have, and yeah. and, and and that's that, that's what that's what's massively appealing to me is. 
It's interesting, like uh, one. Do you, know, do you, do you kind of just just do you yeah. enjoy the LeBron James, uh, Michael Jordan? There's no discourse there. It's Michael Jordan, but I love yeah. the I love the people putting it to LeBron James now. And he said, you know, are you the greatest of all time? And he go, well, I couldn't say that, but you can. You know, that's <laughs> yeah. But it's but it's but but also that's that sense of how people make you feel rather than what they achieved in their field. It's it's like. I mean, one one chapter in in the in in my in my book is all about how, essentially, growing up, I had two twin heroes in in Eric Cantona and and Morrissey. Okay, and and, Both and very and, flawed, by the way. <laughs> but but the, but the thing the thing the thing is that that in, in in growing up, both of them feel both of them to me felt as if they were in in a lot of ways similar in, in terms of enigmatic. Yeah. Outspoken, always going against the grain, always being rebellious, having a having a level of wit and enigma about them. Um, but then one one of them, one of them has, has kind of never let me down in terms of Cantona. Yeah, and yeah. and and one of them could he, not be. Gone. He's a, he's aged beautifully in terms of his politics, his his exactly. outspoken views. Exactly, and 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 that's the thing. I I always loved him as a player because. Of everything he was, um, and 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 everything he represented, but then he's almost he's almost um, overshadowed that by what he has become since, which is just a, a top bloke. I've I've got mates who are Liverpool fans who will hate anything and everything to do with Manchester United, but they like Antonio. Mm. That's that's and, and it's because um, he 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 always seems to fight the right fight and cares about the right things and and again like um one of the one of the things i mentioned in my book is is, is he he stood up uh, for for muslims which meant a, a load to me when uh, when i when i read his comments because he didn't need to do that uh, I, I would have loved him anyway. He could have stayed away from that because it's mm. a controversial topic but he basically his his argument was First of all, don't. It's it's massively offensive to say all Muslims are terrorists because they're evidently not, and it's and it's uh, it's such a redundant sort of xenophobic, uh, racist, and Islamophobic uh, um, sort of thought to, to to even believe that. But then he went further and said it's also wrong. The, the term fundamental Muslim, sorry. A, a, a fundamentalist Muslim is wrong because mm. what are you saying there? Are you saying that if 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 Islam is is fundamental to who you are and you and 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 it's and it's the most important thing in your life? Does that mean you're bad? Does that mean the only way to be a good Muslim is to be less of a Muslim? Like mm. he 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 came out and said that, and as as as, as a non-Muslim, as as somebody who I believe doesn't sort of he he, he might be atheist or agnostic or whatever, but. He 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 still had the generosity of spirit to think that way. Whereas whereas obviously Morissette is everything that he's basically the opposite of the person that I thought he was growing up and yeah. and uh and 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 so much we, we, we disavow his Irish uh, his Irishness. <laughs> <laughs> but then but 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 then it, it it goes back to me. when I say I, I, I even even continuing to support United is is a. Uh, is 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 it's it's in a lot of ways a fault of mine, and it's and it's something where I'm allowing there to be a blind spot in in my um, ethical outlook because really I should walk away, but I can't. In the same way, I find it so interesting when people talk about music and do you separate the art from the artist, and or or can you still listen to their music? 
I I cannot be less arsed with Morrissey now. I, I, I cannot dislike him more for what he believes in and the, th- and the things he says. But can I honestly say that I never listened to the Smiths? And mm-hmm. even like it would be it would be so easy for me to draw a line with Sand to say, I don't listen to Morrissey solo stuff, but I still listen to Smiths because that was more than Morrissey and and I love Johnny Marr, blah, blah, blah. But I'll be honest, I still listen to Morrissey solo stuff because in 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 that sense I am a I am a hypocrite. But I I, I find that separate in the art of the art. Like I mean I go back and I listen to I like I listen to weird stuff. Like I look at I like a lot of folk music, a lot of it, like older stuff. And um, but even if you go back and say someone like like everybody in the world will say Randy Newman, Toy Story, Disney songs. Randy Newman wrote some of the most political songs uh, of 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 the, the century, but they were they're problematic now. Right. You know, he was talking about the freedom of black people in the US and he said about being free, being free to be in a cage in New York City, being free to be, you know, all of this sort of stuff. He said all of these things, but his language now, you couldn't use it. You right. know, like so. So and you just think back at it and you go, so does that cancel Randy Newman? No, it doesn't. Does it? Does Randy Newman still perform those songs? I don't think so. You know, uh, so but but. Did they mean a lot? It's you know we, we can or we can a simple one everybody can think of is 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 Dylan's Hurricane, where he uses the N word. Yeah, but it's a crucial song. It yeah. shows you know. Uh, uh, and again, I think Newman's stuff is better than, than Dylan's in that era in terms of what he's talking about class. But that's just a personal. Thing. I'm so, I'm I'm so interested. In, I'm so interested in that. I I, I was I'll, unaware. I'll, of, I'll send uh, I'll send you a few links yeah. afterwards. But there's a lot. There's a few. There's one great one where he's doing it live, and he has a song called um, "He Gives Us All His Love About God," right? And he plays the opening riff in front of a crowd in Seattle, and a guy goes, "Yeah!" And he goes, "He goes, you believe that nonsense?" <laughs> and, you're, and the crowd laugh, and he goes, "At least I get paid for it." <laughs> just, so there's, there was just it, it, it's better in the live context how he brings yeah. out that kind of atheist belief in it in this thing what what everybody thinks is a is a song for the American uh, evangelists, you know. So yeah. The, so so it's quite clever, but in my opinion, um, first of all, the book again is out, is out March sixteenth. Uh, yeah. Will it is it going to be available online for people to purchase? It will be, yeah. Um, it'll be available um, in all the in all the um, uh, online and uh, and uh, high street bookshops that you'd expect it to be. Um, so yeah, so it'll, it'll be out there, and uh, and yeah, hope people like it. So, I mean, like I said, uh, if people are expecting uh, a book all about football, then it's not really that. It's no. it's if it, football is always a backdrop, and football is always a thread that runs through it. But it's about so much more. There's, a, there's 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 all sorts. I I go on a massive rant about Norman Norman Tebbit for for, for one chapter. So it's okay. sort of. A... <laughs> uh, can I ask you one last question? Yeah. If uh, your faith is it central to you net more now than it was, or is it is it just something that you know? Because I one of my friends and he's actually been on this podcast a few times is a Pakistani Scottish man who now lives in Cork and he's head of religious studies in UCC, Dr. Amanullah Dasandi. Right. right. It's just he's, he's wonderful. He's absolutely wonderful. He talks about but he talks about that kind of idea where first year students come into to, and they may be studying uh, Islam and, and the, he almost has to detoxify Islam for many of them. Yeah. And and he, you know, he's thinking it's 2023. Christ. How many he wouldn't say Christ, but under you know, <laughs> <laughs> but but his faith remains central. It's just it's 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 also but it's I hate to say identity is we're not just one thing. We're all of yeah. these things. So, in in for but the but the book is called a story of faith and football. 
Well, 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 that's it. And 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 if I hope, I hope, I hope if if people take one thing away from the book, uh, and this is this is also people who who have never heard of me and 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 don't know much about Islam or anything. It's it's that uh, it's the commonality. It's it's the fact that I I am. Islam is is central to my life. It is it is uh, it it imbues everything I do, uh, all my world view, all my world views, how I pick up a fork, everything. Mm. I and, and and the reason, one of the reasons why it's called Inshallah United is because I will pray. Like I don't see football and faith as separate. I will pray that that uh, Rashford scores a free kick. it's that it's that better, but. Um, I just like I just want people to realize that I am I am Muslim I'm a proud Muslim I am a committed Muslim and I pray five times a day and it's so important to me but I am also these other things and and I'm I'm no different from you like I we've got so much in common and uh there are so many things I've got so many beautiful friends who have got all sorts of belief systems and faiths, and some of them are uh, subscribed to organized religion, and some don't. Some don't. Some believe in God, and some don't. But from my point of view as a Muslim, I I I look at them and I think what you're doing them, what you're doing there, in that situation or with that moment of kindness, in 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 that moment in time, you're being a better Muslim than I than I am. You, you you are being a a better person than I am. That when when I think of Islam, I think of uh, I think of love. I think of respect. I think of um, being a, a good person who stands for the right things and stands for people who need your support and and just being a good human being. And whenever I whenever I see any of my friends or anyone in the world do something good, I kind of think you're you're a better Muslim than me because. You're a good person, and that's what I strive to be. So, that's. The, I mean, if if anyone if anyone who isn't familiar with with a Muslim person, or or maybe hasn't even met a Muslim person, I hope they read the book and realize that uh, I just the same. Like we're just as petty and idiotic, and and care just as much about yeah. the stupid sport that is just essentially a load of people kicking about. A bag of air. It doesn't really matter, but it, it massively matters. Yeah, well, on on that nihilist note, <laughs> we'll leave it there. <laughs> it was an absolute pleasure. Thanks so much for joining. Oh, same. Me. Uh, really enjoyed it. Listen, folks. As I said, hope to see lots of you tomorrow. And then, um, and 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 this. If you don't, if you don't even make sure you check out the links for this for the book will be in this pod. So we'll we'll have it all there. So have a, have a look and have a have a read. Uh, great character. And make sure make sure you follow follow um up on the on the on the idea that. <sighs> We can be all sorts of things. I know I'm not just one thing. I'm not I'm not defined by my by, by one thing where none of us are. Talk to you all soon. Take care. Bye bye. Tony and Martin, Martin and Tony, speaking to interesting people only. It's the Echo Chamber Podcast. Subscribe now on Patreon.